Hey guys, welcome in. Thanks for joining us for episode five of Whiskey Flicks. Today, my brothers and I will be discussing Back to the Future while drinking some Woodford Reserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers. Drinks in hand. Taylor, I'm going to throw it over to you to start off the Woodford review. So, Woodford Reserve for me, right off the bat, is <clears throat> a good bourbon. I'm not overly excited this week. Last week, I couldn't wait to talk about Noble Oak, Double Oak. I was pumped right out of the gate. I, I knew I loved it. This bourbon is, like I said, it's good. It's good. It's got nice spicy notes to it, nice cocoa, cinnamon sort of notes to it. Um, overall, though, for me, it's, it's for what we've done, it, it's a little middle of the road at this point but woodford reserve name brand kind of synonymous with kentucky bourbon whiskey it's good i i like it am i gonna continue to drink it straight after this probably not no whiskey sours whiskey and coke for sure but that's where i'm at with it i don't know where you guys stand with it but it was all right for me pj what do you got man i mean up. I'm right there with Taylor. Um, it's average, I guess. Is a it seems like a harsh word for it because I think it's not really average, average. But it's right, it's, right there. it's fine. The nose for me, uh, like I told Taylor earlier, is a bit boozy, and I get kind. I get a subtle hint of SoCo from it, sm mm. uh, smelling it, which is just my. Kryptonite, so I mean, <laughs> so that doesn't help. <laughs> but um, the taste of it is good. I mean, it's smooth, it's nice, It's there's not too much burn. And, you know, uh, the, the description said a, a hint of citrus, I think, was supposed to be something you may be able to pull. Sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, but sometimes I get a little bit like, oh, okay, I can get that. So, yeah, same here. It's, it's good. Uh, on my end, I think both of you guys crushed it. You nailed it. So here's the thing about this. This whole episode is going to be nostalgia for me. Mm. I actually, this was one of the first bourbons I got to try in 1996 when I was working at the brew pub in Long Valley. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. So, <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah, it had just come out. We had just gotten it in. And the bartender at the time was like, you guys got to try this. We're going to be featuring it this week. And I tried it. And it's a tale of, of two different times when i tried it in 96 it was one of the best things i had because at that time there weren't a lot of bourbons floating around mm -hmm. okay. but now with there being so many to choose from it's taken on like i tried it and i was like oh wow i don't remember it being this way it was a very weird thing for me because again when i tried it the first time i was like this is amazing mm -hmm. and so trying this one it was like okay it's good there's some things in there but it's very basic Right. That's a good word for it. Yeah, yep. yeah, that is a good word for it. Yep. It is. It kind it of has, one note. Yeah, it has all the things you would want or expect from a bourbon. Mm -hmm. So it's very well done in that respect. Yes. But it's not <clears throat> knock your socks off like I need to have this every single day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? So I think you guys killed it. You guys crushed it. Like average. Middle of the road. It has it has the barrel in it. It has some vanilla. It's got a it definitely has a boozy nose to it. Yeah. Um, there's a slight yeah. A slight tinge of alcohol for me initially. It does get a lot better as you go. 
I really, rounds out. It definitely rounds out. Yeah, no, out. it does. Initially, it's it's rough to start. I would say, yep. but again, after you have a few, like you, yeah. This could be this could be something that deserves maybe one ice cube just to open mm. it up a little bit. Mm. Maybe just well, to like calm cool. it down a little bit. The problem is that it's not a full bodied bourbon. It's kind of thin as it is, so the ice cube may thin it out even more. Uh, right. Right. Mm, yeah. So yeah. maybe the the burn and and like the ride they put in here just give it enough character to make you understand you're drinking something as opposed sure. to brown water. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I totally agree with you, Mike. And see now the review I read online, which probably isn't helpful going into it, but it was the opposite of saying that it was thin, where it said it was full and chewy. I definitely didn't get a full chewy bourbon from this you're right mike this is thin and i think you're right if you did add an ice cube it could really just take away anything that you're going to get from it yeah everything that it would help it would also hinder in the exactly end. So, yeah, yeah that's a good call yeah you put the ice cube in and just start knocking them back just be like pop, pop, oh pop, yeah pop. <laughs> right definitely <laughs> definitely like when i i remember when i first tried this at that point i just started out in the industry so i was like super pumped and excited and and I was getting like taught stuff and I was like, this is amazing. I love this. And, and he was so pumped about this new bourbon that had just come out. So you have all that into one glass. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> so you're just like, this is a unbelievable. Yeah, you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I do that all the time, by the way. <laughs> right? Not for nothing, but since we've been talking about it every week, you beat I still it. think the bottle, sorry, PJ, I think the bottle is. Oh, super it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Honestly, I'm so glad you brought it up because honestly, when I, I bought it, I picked it up. And then last night I looked at the bottle and I was like, oh, crap, did I get, like, a specialty version of it? Because, like, you know, the, there's a there's a signature on it. I'm like, oh, that's a real signature. It's not. <laughs> no. No, no. But someone was like, and it's like, you know, this number out of this number. And I was like, oh, this it's great. <laughs> like, yes. this is obviously going to be amazing. Yeah. So uh, think but no, about the bottle's great. The, the label is simple but, like, expresses exactly what it needs to. It's really good. So think about this. And they haven't changed much, if any at all, in 96. No, Just exactly. coming out, sitting next to Jim Beam or Jack Daniels. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I, guess it, I guess initially it made it seem like all three of us were in agreement that it was a below average to average whiskey, where I don't think that that's what we're thinking with it. I, I think we're thinking it's a good whiskey. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Absolutely. it obviously is, right? Like you just said, like sitting next to Jack Daniels and Jim Beam, obviously mm -hmm. I'm going to drink this. That's yep. true. No, yeah, but now, again, the, the market's so saturated with good products, and, and we've been, for 30 to $35, I think we've really been hitting the nail on the head here with our with our choices. So yep. Woodford does, unfortunately, with the ones we've chosen, almost sort of fade into the background, unfortunately, because right. it is good. But, again, we've just been, and then it's coming off of what I think we can all agree was, was has kind of been our favorite with the Noble Oak. Right. So it's coming off help. that. It doesn't help. You know, it that, that doesn't do it. If, if we were doing this after Larceny, I'd probably be giving this a four-star review. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> Greatest ever. I, yeah, no, I think initially I was a little rough on it, but I stand by what I said, although I, I just would like to clarify that I do enjoy this this bourbon, for sure. Yeah. I, have, I have this in the house randomly. Like, I do drink this. Sure. Again, because of, you know, knowing it like I do, I do ha still have a connection to it, so I like it. But for me, this is like, it might be off the rails a little bit, but this for me is like the Sierra Nevada 
of bourbons for me. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was like the first craft beer that every bar had. It was always Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada, Coors Light, Bud Light right. in every bar that I went into. Cool. And when I first tried Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, I was like, oh, my God, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Now I have Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. But there are so many pale ales, you know, that you can choose from now. So it's kind of the same thing for me. Like, I'll still drink this and have this in the house. But it's not, again, it's not knocking my socks off. But. So now, wait, real quick. Oh, sorry. You were going to say, but I thought you were done. So does this, can this, can this one be seen as like a starting point for. Yes. So so on and so forth. Just like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is like a starting point for all that. that, That was my butt. Ah, yeah. damn it, I cut you off. Sorry. No, was, no, you're right. That's exactly right. I mean, if you're... That's a great comparison. If you want to know what a bourbon should be at its most basic, this is the one you want to pick up. Yeah. And this, same can I, definitely be said for Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, for sure. Right. Yes. This is what it should be, and then you build off of that. And you mm-hmm. can add stuff to make it better. You know, but that's where you should start. This is what you should be focused on. That's first. a good comparison. Right? Because every time, you're exactly right. Every time I drink a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, it's good. I mean, I always, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be like, ah, no, I don't want this. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, I mean, there's so many others out there that it's just like, all right, like this was once upon a time, you know, the height of Pale Ales. Now, not so much. Right. So that's, I think it's a spot on comparison. That's but a great can't, You can't tell me that. There are brewers now and, uh, you know, a, a few years back that didn't take a Sierra Nevada, yeah, Sierra Nevada recipe and build off of it. Well, right. yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. They, they got the hop count. And they were like, you know what? Let's just do a little bit here, a little bit there, and then we'll mm-hmm. blow it up. But, yeah, you need that first one. So I, I, that's why I give credit to these guys. I mean, they've been doing it for how many years now? They st- they're still there on the shelf. Sure. Oh, yeah. And, and if you look it up, I'm pretty sure that that price point, really hasn't changed since they came out if it's like three or four dollars i'd be shocked which is awesome because you figure as soon as you start selling the volume that woodford reserve sells yeah right like they could easily get 39.99 for this bottle and people would buy it yep smart on their part yeah i mean keep the entry level keep the entry level where it should be yep and this is exactly what this is is an entry level bourbon correct correct that's very good I like where this all went. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, definitely. All right, PJ, I'm going to throw it to you first for the review. What do you got for Woodford? All right. Official review of Woodford Reserve is a, even though we've just been talking it up, I'm still going to say it's a two. It is a solid two. It's not a soft. It's not a hard. It's tweener. It's it's, it's a two. It's it's. What I would say it too is like what I what I'm saying. So I guess it's the base, the basic one. You go from there. So after talking about it, I want to maybe push it, but I can't. It's two. You can't. Not because of last week. You said Noble Oak was going to be your standard bear, and yeah. that's going to be that's a tough one to live up to. So that's a good one, definitely. Whatever. Taylor, what do you got, man? Um, so I'm going to go a little a little higher. I'm going to do a soft to firm three. I, I like a firm. Firm three-star. I think this is right where it needs to be. It's right in the middle. Like PJ said, a tweener, I guess I'm a little higher on that. For me, I can drink it straight. If I was doing a mixed drink at a bar and someone said, you know, what what whiskey do you want in it? I would put Woodford Reserve in it. 
It's good. It, it really is good. Um, and I think it's right up there. I think it's right up there with the Buffalo Trace. I think it's right up there with the Eagle Rare. May not get as much attention nowadays. I think those two are sort of starting to blow up and um, they're becoming like that new sort of hip thing. Um, but I think that this <laughs> this may be getting forgotten. I, I think it's a solid three star from me. What what I do? I love no, it. Just when you said it was hip, I just found that funny. I'm sorry. I love that. How how old are you that you're like fuck hipsters? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's my age at this point. I think it's just where I'm working. I hate them every time they come it's in not looking the for years, something. It's the mileage. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you guys got Buffalo Trace. It's like how original guy. Um, <laughs> it's like you're the first one to ask. My goodness, we have a whole shelf full of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I give Woodford a solid three. Because I think everyone comes in there like, oh, Buffalo Trace is awesome. Oh, Eagle Rare is awesome. I've had them both. I've had, now had, you know, tasting this today. It's right up there with those. So I don't see what all the fuss is about with all the others. So for me, solid three star. Done and done. I agree. I like that. I like this good review. I'm going to go ahead. <clears throat> I'm going to give it. I'll give it a yeah, man. I want to give it a. I'll give it a solid three. I'm gonna give it a solid three stars. Um, I think. Shot, I think it's middle. I was gonna go a hard three because I'm like kind of at that halfway mark. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, nostalgia being what it's being, I'm gonna give it a hard three. I saw. I'm sorry, a middle three, regular three, and I just like it. I think entry level bourbon for what it is. I think it's good. I think what we just talked about previously about the price point kind of staying where it is, I do think at this point, if it came down a little bit, it wouldn't be the worst idea because right. I think now, I think that bourbons have surpassed where this one is, but for an entry level, maybe give me it at 25, 24, somewhere yeah, around for, there. By the way, for me, if but, it did. Right? If it went down to that price point, it'd be a three. Right, exactly. So that's where that should live, I think, right now. I think 25, 24, right around there would be awesome. Um, but yeah, a three. I love it. I'll definitely have it in the house. I drink it. I like it. So, so as I a think, group? Yeah. As a group, PJ, are you comfortable with at least? Very comfortable with three. That's okay. Um, whatever three you guys want to give it, I'm fine with. A very, it would have to be a very, very soft three. No, I'm, okay. I'm okay with a solid or uh, I think it's a soft three. I think consensus is it's a soft three. And right, I think I'm on fine. board with that. I'm okay that's with that. Fine. I'm fine with that. Because I think that we both have the same reservations. I think it's not going to knock your socks off, but it, it should be, PJ, like you said, if it's at that price point, you're giving it a solid three. Taylor, yeah. all this, I mean, what you said is absolutely correct. So I think a soft three is a very good rating all across the board. Seems I like we're all in, in agreement yeah. sure. in terms soft of our descriptions three. of it. Yeah, so soft three works for me, for sure. Awesome. Um, initial thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and just go first and just say I I love it. I love the movie. I mean, people, I've, I've read articles that have said this is probably a perfect movie, and it's hard for me to disagree. I PJ, I was thinking about you when you had brought up your review of I think it was extraction. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, let me know. But you said something along the lines of cadence of the movie. Uh, that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, I think no. Shawshank Redemption. 
The cadence. No, Shawshank, no. With Shawshank Redemption, and you said the cadence of the movie, like how it like flowed. I think you sure. said that. Sure. I think no. I use cadence somewhere else. We're getting off track. Get. We're getting off track. I use cadence. Uh, it doesn't. Matter. The way the movie flowed is just amazing to me. I. I had watched it a bunch of times because I just I can watch this movie, any time, anywhere, whatever. And I tried to take as many notes as I could, and I have none. Like it was just I couldn't. I would just take a couple, and then I just like sucked in. Yeah. And I watch. Oh, <laughs> it's fair. It's the same way. I, the same way. I love it so much. It's just I. That's all I can say. It's just amazing. Taylor, go. <clears throat> all right. Um. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more with you, Mike. It's it's awesome. I gotta thank both of you for, well, for one, getting me into movies because obviously, I'm still not a huge movie guy. I mean, you guys definitely have me beat on every level. You picked up modern stuff by, uh, over me, though. By the way, you and Mike now have modern. I, I'm I'm lacking there. I've definitely come a long way from where I was at, say, four or five years ago, movie wise. But very this one is definitely a trilogy that I that I have to thank you guys for because oh my goodness like Mike said I was so pumped to watch it that Tuesday night I was like all right I'm going to watch it and then as I was watching it, I was just sitting there wrote down a few notes and I was just like smiling watching it I was just like oh man I could I could watch this movie again after I'm done with it um <laughs> it's so good like like Michael said the flow of it there's always something going on it's so good the cast is so good um yeah, I mean, initial thoughts. It's there's nothing wrong with this movie. It's, I mean, it really is. There, there really isn't. It's, it's awesome. All right, Peach. So, uh, I am surprisingly not going to uh, disagree. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a movie that if no one saw a movie, this would be in my movies to recommend that they watch first. Is basically. That's like, awesome. It's just, it, this movie is, it's just so good. It's just, I mean, it has everything. It has a great cast. It has a great story. It has sci-fi. It has action. It has humor. It has a love story. It, like, it just, it, like, it covers everything in under two hours. It's insane. It's <laughs> a great um, point, by the way. I Right? That's awesome. Has, That's a good call. I mean, yeah. it, what you just rattled checks, off is good. Yeah, it checks all boxes. Like, anything you'd think a movie should have, it has a, a good friendship as well, which, I mean, like, some movies just build a whole movie around it. Has it there, you get it. It's just spot on. It's why you go to see a movie. That's, That's my That's my initial thought. <laughs> so, PJ, you said last week about the, the standards bearer with the Noble Oak Bourbon. For me, this is the standards bearer for movies. Like, especially summer movies. Like when they release all the big summer movies, this is where I like kind of go in my head and be like, "All right, we'll see," because it's just <laughs> right. it's unbelievable. I mean, started off just the notes that I have are mostly like trying to. I was looking at stuff that I don't think ninety percent of the world would ever try to find out because I've seen it so many times, and I was just I, I was trying to look for like little things that I could find. Did you guys notice that in the beginning when they're going into the room, when Marty first shows up at Doc's house, the clock? Do you which see clock? the clock? Do you oh, see the clock? clock? That, the clock that has Doc hanging from the clock tower? Oh, see, I got clock stuff. I see, got that. I know I what got... clock you're talking about, but 
I didn't piece that together. So yeah. now, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I only thought when I but saw it's the not clock, the right time though. Clock. It's a different you, time. No. What do you mean? So he's hanging from the clock, but all oh, the wow, clocks are synced to I didn't notice that. eight a.m. So. Right? He's hanging in the same position when we get to that point. He's hanging in the same position, but it's a different time because ten oh four. Minute hand. He's hanging on the minute exactly. hand, so the minute hand is in the right spot, but the yes. the hour hand is not. Exactly. And then in where he's hanging, since they're all synced, he's hanging at eight o'clock. So he's hanging on the hour hand at eight, and it's going oh, no. to eight o'clock. Yeah, no. no, it's all hour because in, in at the end he's hanging on at ten o'clock. 10.04 p.m. is when it strikes. So that's where he's hanging in the movie. But then right. all the clocks are synced to 8 o'clock because right. when they go off, Marty's like, oh, you tell me it's 8.25. Right. Yeah. So it's the same idea, but it's a different time. But it's You're awesome. Right. <laughs> but it's awesome. It is a cool clock. Sorry. I just totally that, No, it's cool. But I mean, like, so that, like, so what is about to happen already happened right because they had to have an idea of that clock right you had to figure out how to make that clock or get that clock made oh i didn't think about that <laughs> i didn't think about that right see i have a few notes definitely not with the clock i have a few notes with the whole time travel thing because i don't know about you guys i'm sure it is time travel for me even watching back to the future which is a simple form of time travel it's still confusing <laughs> like, I still like confusing. like even with like Einstein in the beginning with like the minute like it still always takes me a second to be like if he went into the future shouldn't his clock be a minute ahead then he explains I'm sitting there and like I literally have to like sit there and think like no it would be a minute behind uh -huh. and I'm like right <laughs> and I'm like I, I still, I'm still not really yeah, I still don't sure. know what's going on either I totally agree <laughs> so I don't how I don't know how normal regular now hours go. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so it makes sense to me, but there's so many times where I'm like thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I really understand. <laughs> um, also, plutonium under the table seems lazy. You just it was lazy. It. It was <laughs> lazy. I was thinking the exact same thing this morning because right. it's easy to miss. Well, I guess it's not easy to miss, but it's kind of easy to pass over. Like, the news is on. You hear the missing right, yeah. like, oh, like, you already know where it is. And then, like, the skateboard hits it. Like, that's not a good hiding spot at all. Yeah, no, that's I terrible. mean, one raid, and, the, and they got the, that. The, the table covering doesn't even come down to the legs. Like, you can see it. Yeah. It's like, lean totally over. Agree. You're done. <laughs> it was really bad. It was yeah. bad. And then, do, we, on top do of that, we assume? do we assume he had two cases of plutonium? Or did he go back and pick that one up and bring see, it to the... Wait, wait. Great question. Uh, I assume those wacky wabbits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally called. Sorry. Um, I assume he went back and got it. By the way, I think so too. Oh man, that has to be the case. That has to be the case. <laughs> PJ, God. I'm oh, sorry. That was really good. By the way, <laughs> totally butchered that. Um, Tony, the table seems lazy. Handle with care. Warning. Is that enough of a written warning? it's not glass <laughs> how the story was presented and all the things that it seems like every scene that you're watching serves a purpose like everything leads yeah, to the next thing yes 
there's no we always we've talked about for the past few episodes there's always one scene that's kind of a building scene mm-hmm. and i'm sure this one has it but it's not blatant it's yeah, not you can't obvious tell. can't tell like there has to be a scene where they're putting shit together but i never know it like i'm just like i'm all in all like i'm like oh this is all and then i get the next oh it's the end awesome great yeah i don't see it and that's why it always I think, gets to the dance really quickly no. like it Ooh, almost seems that way like all of a sudden yeah. it's the dance but you also like there's nothing missing right yeah. i mean it's so you true. know what's happening you exactly. know exactly what's going on like you're an it, hour and 25 minutes in and you're at the dance and you're on board like mm-hmm. you know how the next 25 minutes are going to wrap this whole thing up you got it and at the end of the day somebody smarter than us may come on and just say look it's a super simple story and that's why it's so easy to do what they did but for me, to hell with that guy. This, I mean, it, it's exactly what I need to see in every movie yeah. that I watch. You gave no. me what I needed in two hours. It was fantastic. Right. Loved it. I said, uh, by the way, to Taylor's point, the setup to the night of the dance is quick, but it's not nothing. Like, it's not like you don't look past it. Like, every scene is perfect to get up to the, to the night of the dance, but it's very quick. It's yep. he meets Doc. He goes to the school for the first time. He tries to, you know, persuade his dad to get there. Stuff happens, but and all of a sudden it's the night of the dance. It's yep. instant. Mm-hmm. It's a handful of scenes done perfectly well to set up exactly what needs to be set up for that final scene, the the school scene with the dance and everything. And then and I mean, it's, it's spot, like, everything is spot on. It doesn't miss a beat. I agree. Think it's about just, how much, like you just said, PJ and Taylor, how much we've learned before we get there. From beginning to end, we know that Marty has a friend whose name is Doc. We know that Doc isn't there all the time, obviously because of the dog food that should not be dog food. And then... <laughs> Right, and then we know that Marty sometimes watches the house or their best friends when he's in there, so whatever. So he right. has this friend. Then he goes to school, and he's kind of, like, fallen off a little bit, and we meet Strickland, who has been a bane in the McFly existence for how long? We meet his right. girlfriend, who now we found out about. We get through all that. We know that he wants to be a musician. Yep. And this is this is 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it quick, it right? It is like a solid 20, yeah, it's, it's like right there. crazy. And then all of a sudden now... He's finally built something that he, he's very proud of. It's a time machine. He used to think about this back in the 50s at the time. We know where he is. We know what's happening. When he, when, we, when he go there, when we get there, we're not surprised by it because we understand why we're there. Like, it's just, it's an amazing, the whole thing is just amazing. Yep. It's yeah. perfectly written and done. It was so good. Of all the things that this movie does right, I mean... It's, no, it's so good. I mean, like, it really is. It, it has a little bit of everything. It has the friendship, has the love story, has sci-fi, has humor. It's just like a little bit of, of everything you want from a movie, and you box that all into under two hours into a classic sci-fi yeah. comedy action movie. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. what's wrong with this movie? Tell me what's wrong with it, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. It's hard, and I'll tell you what, if you if you do research on the movie itself and how it became the movie that it is, there could have been a lot of missteps. Like Spielberg, I don't know if it's Spielberg, I apologize if that's not right, but the ending was supposed to be he drives through a nuclear plant, and that's how he gets the energy to go back in time. <laughs> it, it could have been that 
it wasn't called Back to the Future because at the time they were talking about it, when you put future in the title of a film, it didn't sell as well. So they were trying to do like from space, something from space. Mm. Like there were so many missteps that they could have made that they didn't. And that that all fell, like it, it, it just had to, at this point for them, it has to feel like everything just fell into place. Like that's that one thing that you just crushed, mm. that it just all worked out and made sense. You have to. You got, they have to look back on it and just be like, holy shit. Like, I cannot believe that that... Because those guys sat on the script for a long time. Yeah. They had that written. And all of a sudden, it just becomes this iconic thing that people are talking about 35 years later. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's that's, so insane. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Just the regular ending. I still get stressed out every time I watch every it, Every time. Right? Yep. Like agreed. there's not a time you watch it and you obviously know it's gonna work out, but each time it's just like <laughs> right. it's the worst. It's not the worst, but it's just like the the amount of stress I have for those ten minutes. It's just like Jesus, can we be back in nineteen eighty five? My God. <laughs> I just want it to be done every yeah. time I watch it. And obviously it always works out, but it's just Yeah. I know exactly going. I know exactly when the tree's gonna fall and disconnect those wires yep. and i'm still like the tree's gonna fall can you guys just look up do that. <laughs> right. move the wire yeah. do something so crazy <laughs> hey pj you have any notes <laughs> oh, <I got> <laughs> uh early scenes bk whopper i just like that it was yes. there guy drinking uh, against the light post clock is fun and then there's a Denver Denver Broncos alarm clock. Did you guys notice that? It's right before. I did notice that. Okay, you did. Okay, so that's that's my clock stuff. That's it. That's all I got. Clock stuff. All right. Seriously, honestly, to, to add to that, when he leaves, like when he kicks the gate open and then go and starts skating and then gets the guy out of the uh, uh, bar barbecue Burger King parking lot and then goes from there. That scene is so fun. He is a yeah. super cool cool individual. Uh, also, dog food has come a long way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because that dog food looked like pure shit. PJ, what? Back oh. to the future review. Give me it. Oh, there it is. <clears throat> uh, easy five. Um, main cast, supporting cast, no one misses. I mean, even uh, Biff's cronies in 1950, like just spot on. Billy Zane. Uh, what's that? Billy Zane. I, I know. Just like, like the first time you see him and then you're like, oh, wait, he became a big star. And then yeah. uh, kind of. Ten years later, he's on Titanic. Tell him <laughs> <the other star. laughs> right? And everyone's like, oh, no, Billy Zane? Like, I, know, <laughs> I know Billy Zane. Um, uh, cast uh, ending. The, I mean, it's the movie you talk about after you watch a movie and talk about it like it's just the movie you everyone has a different point of view or see something it's just perfect it's a five <laughs> i a mean five. it's i mean it's a five come on it's, it's stop Tell I mean, yeah yeah i uh i wish i had something different to say i tried to make it not a five again i did the i did the same thing with shawshank I just knew going in, I was going to give it a five, and I'm going to give it a five, 
I tried to like play with the whole time travel thing. <laughs> um, again, if he couldn't travel back in time, he would have never been born to travel back in time, right? Right. Small hole, but that's the whole time. <laughs> I, I mean, look, that's Small all I got. Hole. That's all I got to poke a hole in the movie, and that's just me trying way too hard. It's yep. it's perfect. Again, I go back to everything PJ said in the beginning. I give you, Mike, everything you said at the end of your review. It was, it's too good. It's it's a five star for me. Easy five star. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, five star, every way, no doubt about it. It's just amazing from start to finish. The whole, it is the perfect movie. The way it was written, the way it was acted, the way it was edited, the way it was produced, the the orchestra, the music. There's yeah, not a yeah. The, there's not a bad point in this entire movie. Like every part just makes sense. The whole flow of it. Every scene has a reason, and that is huge. And it, Taylor and PJ, what you guys brought up, you get to the 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 whole climax, which is the Enchantment of the Sea dance. We get there so fast, and you don't realize what you've seen. Before mm -hmm. that gets there, and I love it. It's just absolutely amazing. It's it's a five star, every day, all day. If it could be six, ten, twenty, I would give it <laughs> right. twenty stars. So it's going so away good. from Mike's nostalgia, we can all agree, an easy five. Every day. This yeah. is what you look for in a movie. This is yeah. this is the bar. Yeah. That's obviously going to do it for us this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join us next episode when we take on the Karate Kid while drinking some Suntory Toki whiskey. Until then, cheers.